Good morning and praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us in our early morning virtual service. Amen. We're going to be at our 11 o'clock service. Also, thank you for those that are joining us in that service. We honor the spirit of the Lord on this morning, certainly to our pastor in his absence, Pastor Darrell Jackson and Pastor Willie Mae Jackson, that took some time this week just to get some rest and to celebrate Pastor Willie Mae Jackson's birthday. Amen. She had a birthday on Friday. We thank God so much for them. We thank God for how God has placed their, them in leadership position, amen, just to shepherd us. We ask that you continue to pray that God continue to lead and guide them. And I got an email from Elder Constance, and I thought that Pastor was on vacation. And then I saw sermons for the next 10 Sundays, Pastor Lawson. And I said, oh, my God, look how God used this mighty man of God, even while away. Amen. He is just thinking about the word of God and he's outlined 10 messages starting in September and for the remainder parts of the year on our theme. And thank God so much for him. We honor Mother Jackson in her absence. We honor our presada, Pastor Lawson, thank you so much, and thank you for that wonderful, wonderful introduction. To all of you, my sisters and brothers, to my wife, Elder Lisa, she's here with us on this morning. We thank God so much for you. We're going right into the Word of God, right into the Word of God that you'll find in Genesis chapter 45, verses 7 through 8. And also Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, Genesis 45, 7 through 8. And I've chosen the contemporary English version just so that you can understand a little better. Jeremiah 29, 11, I've chosen the New Living Translation, second edition. And thank you to our media team upstairs for working with me. I said, Elder Bill, I don't know how pastor does this every week. Amen. Prepare messages, working on other things. I was worn out last night. I went to bed at about 8.30, 9 o'clock. Amen. And woke up at 4 o'clock still wanting to hear from God. And there is a word from God. Genesis 45, verses 7 through verse 8, the contemporary English version says, but God sent me on ahead of you. This is Joseph talking to his brothers. But God sent me on ahead of you to keep your families alive and to save you in this wonderful way. Listen to what Joseph says to his brothers. After all, you wasn't really the ones who sent me here. It was God. He made me the highest official in the king's court. <laughs> Let me say that again. After all, you wasn't really the ones that sent me here, Joseph said. It was God. He made me the highest official in the king's court and placed me over all Egypt. And then Jeremiah 29, 11, and let me say thank you to Pastor Vincent Jones for he spoke this word at his brother-in-law's funeral. That's the brother of Deacon Al Scott, Sister Audrey Jones, and Sister Carolyn Webber. And God confirmed in my spirit right then and said, yeah, I want you to share this word with Bible Way. Jeremiah 29, 11, the New Living Translation, second edition. And God says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. He's speaking through the prophet of Jeremiah. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. And all of God's people said, amen. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. I said about a week or so ago when I was conducting the offering that God had been dealing with me with 
these passages of scripture and God wanted me to just share an encouraging word during this devastating time you've heard so many testimonies you've seen so many reports about what's going on in our nation with the coronavirus with the pandemic how it's killed so many individuals but even in the midst of this God still has a plan and God just wanted me to share with our virtual audience that God planned to bless me God planned to bless me. I don't know about you, but anybody's just glad that God just planned to bless you. The enemy wants to take us out, but it's God's plan to bless us. And we're going to discover during this time we're sharing the word with you that it's not always a blessing that we want to receive, but it's a blessing that God wants us to receive Somebody can say amen already. Amen. Many times we have plans and we want God to bless us the way we want to be blessed. The song Hezekiah says, any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. Amen. Many of us have made plans to do something or to accomplish a particular goal or or task and it's good to make plans. And as I was preparing this message, I thought about how we have to plan these services uh, since March 17th we've had to do a different approach with our virtual service and so we've had to plan and we meet at least twice a week with our executive trustees we meet with our pastor with our worship leader elder bill we meet with different ministries and we plan because a plan helps us define the full scope of a project, but it also, Pastor Lawson, help us stay focused. You have to stay focused when you're planning. And, and Elder Henry, I had a quote when I worked in higher education, and I think I've shared this with the church before, and especially in student activities when the fraternities lord help especially my fraternity y'all don't get me for that would come to me the last minute and because they thought they had a little inside edge could get a little things done without planning and i would have to often tell them i I, this quote and it says poor planning on your part does not necessitate an emergency on me. I'm going to say that again. Poor planning on your part does not necessitate an emergency on me. Some people want you to have an emergency because they just didn't take the time to plan something. Somebody ought to say amen. I'm preaching hard already, y'all. Plans help us meet our goals. And, and I was reading something the other day, and, 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 and Elder Freeze, and it says, a goal without a plan is just a wish. I'm going to say that again. A goal without a plan is just a wish. We can wish that we lose weight, Pastor Lawson. But we have to have a plan. Amen. You can't just wish to lose weight or wish to accomplish something. You got to have a goal. In other words, and I'm preaching to myself too. And notice I said, we have to have a goal. We have to stay away from the potato chips sometimes. Amen. Stay away from McDonald's. Stay away from those other things. So a goal without a plan is just a wish. And plans help us to meet the deadlines. And I don't know anyone that will build a house without plans. I don't know anyone that will work on any type of constructions without plans. Plans help us stay on schedule and they also help us stay within our budget. They help us stay on schedule, but they also help us stay within our budget. Amen. Amen. When we were building our house 18 years ago, Fortunately, someone had done the plans to the house already and we were able to come back and just modify some of those plans and thank God they had had some wonderful plans and we wanted to do things some different and and I remember Lisa kept saying we got to stay in budget. 
We got to stay in budget. And, and sure enough, we did. But here's something else. Planning allows us to make choices and decisions rather than allowing other people to make the decisions for us. You should make your own choice and your own decisions with your plans. It helps clarify the process. It helps identify the future. It helps us go where we need to go. I remember, Elder Jimmy, when I was getting ready to go to Benedict, 1980, summer of 1980, our first Jackson family reunion, and I was scheduled to be at, at South Carolina State, Loman Hall. I'll never forget that. And lo and behold, my older brother, Daryl, said, I think he needs to go to Benedict, talking to my parents. My Aunt Merle said, leave that boy alone. Let him do what he want to do. Daryl said, no, he needs to go to Benedict. I went to Benedict. Fee went to Benedict. Jan went to Benedict. Sal is that Benedict. I, I think he just needs to go there. I said, for what? But then he sat me down and said, Mac, if you do go to Benedict, here's what you need to do. When you major in something, don't change your major. If you want to do this particular major, stick to it. And lo and behold, I did that, and that was my plan. And I was able to finish on time, so much so that I didn't have to take classes my spring senior year because I did an internship. So thank you, Pastor Jackson. Amen. It helped me keep a sense of the future. And for saints of God, it gives us hope. Amen. Plans help us keep a future, but it gives us hope. In Hebrews chapter number 10, verse 23, the New King James Version says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope. And here's what I like, without wavering. In other words, without going back and forth, for he who promised is faithful. That, that's a word right there. I, I, I just got happy, Elder Jeff, when, when, when I heard that word, without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Notice the scripture says, without wavering, y'all, and some of us want to put a time limit on God. We want God to answer our prayer request, amen, but we want to tell him what that prayer request answer should be. God does not think like us. And, 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 and there's a scripture in Isaiah. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, says the Lord. Neither are my ways your ways. For my ways are far above your ways. So we can't think like God. We have to let him do the work. So stop trying to do God's job and just wait on him. Wait on God to work out that situation. Come on, brother Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But don't those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. I feel like preaching, y'all. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Anybody glad you waited on God? I'm glad I waited on some. I gone God for some things. I was too hard-headed to do some things, but God said, "No, you stay right there and wait." Oh, thank God. Thank God. And then there's a scripture I like in 2 Corinthians, the New King James Version, first chapter, verse 20 says, For the promises of God are in him, yes, and in him, amen. In other words, if God promised it, then he's going to do it. I like the song we says, we're going to take God at his word. And it, I just, I, I, all I got is the word of God, amen. Uh, we we, we got to be like the Lord, I don't need you to come. All I need you to do is just send the word. Amen. And then I like the scripture in Numbers. And the prophet Balaam testified to King Balak. And he says, God is not a man that he should lie. Nor is he a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? In other words, if God promised it to you, then it's coming. You just got to learn how to wait and trust God. Anybody trust God this morning? Somebody just lift your hands right wherever you are, even in your living room. If you're driving in your car, just say, Lord, I trust you. Just say, Lord, I'm a wait. Say, Lord, I'm a wait on your plans. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Let's look at our scripture text and then we'll share three 
takeaways and we'll be going home. Let's look at the life of our dear brother, brother Joseph, and look at his family background. Jacob was Joseph's father and Isaac was his grandfather and Abraham was his great grandfather and Jacob had two wives and they were sisters, y'all. Lord help. (laughs) They were sisters, Leah and Rachel. And he had two concubines also, Bilhad and Zephyr. Amen. But he had 12 sons and one daughter. And Joseph was Jacob's 11 son, but he was Rachel's oldest son. Joseph had a younger brother, Benjamin, and his mother, Rachel, died when she was giving birth to Benjamin. And, and, and we're first introduced to Joseph in Genesis chapter 30, verse 22. Amen. And when it says, God blessed his mother, Rachel, to have a son after waiting and praying for a child. And, and, and one thing that the Bible says, it says that Jacob loved Rachel. Now, it didn't say that he loved Leah. It didn't say he loved the two concubines. In fact, in in Genesis 29, chapter 17, it says there was no sparkle in Leah's eyes. But Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face. (laughs) That's the word, y'all. That's not my word. So Jacob, he loved Rachel. And, And then Genesis chapter 30, verses 22 through verse 24 says that God remembered Rachel's plight and God answered her prayers by allowing her to have a child. And that child was Joseph. And she said, she named him Joseph. She says, for may the Lord add uh, yet another son to my family. And as I said to you earlier, Rachel died while giving birth to her second child. And then Genesis 37 verses two through verse three says that Jacob loved Joseph more than any other of his children. Now that's a problem right there. That's a problem right there to parents. You shouldn't have no favorite child that you love more than the others. Now some may give you a little more problems than the others. Everybody's not gonna be a John the Baptist and be born with the Holy Ghost. Come on somebody. Some are going to give you some hard times, but you got to love them anyway. (laughs) And then chapter 37 verse 4 says, but Joseph brothers hated him because their father loved him more than the rest of them. And it says, and they couldn't say a kind word about Joseph. My God, they couldn't say anything kind about Joseph. And then we get into chapter 37, verse five, where Joseph had a dream and he told his brothers about the dream. And one thing I want to mention to you, nowhere in the scripture does God say to Joseph in the dream, go back and tell your brothers what you've seen in this dream. Joseph was just a person that had to tell it all. Proverbs 10, 14, the message, and, and, and Elder Bill, I know you like the message Bible, I do too. Proverbs 10, 14 says, the wise accumulate knowledge and true treasure, know-it-alls talk too much, they're a sheer waste. <laughs> Sometimes you got to keep things to yourself. Sometimes you can't tell other people your plans. (laughs) It says, but while Joseph, while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, Joseph's father Jacob wondered what did the dreams mean. And, And they were jealous of him. So what they did was they sold him into slavery and they told their father Jacob that Joseph was killed by a wild animal. Even after being sold into slavery and then purchased by Potiphar, Joseph was still blessed. Joseph was still blessed. Genesis 39, 2 says, the Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did. And let me put, point something out in this scripture. It says, he served in the house of his Egyptian master. Underline that in your Bibles if you can or on your iPads. Joseph served y'all. Too many times we want to get in positions where we don't want to serve first. We have to learn how to serve. God blessed Joseph because Joseph served first. 
He wasn't saved one day and an apostle the next day. He served. Come on, somebody. Verse 5 says in chapter 39, from the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. Not for Potiphar's sake, but for Joseph's sake. Lisa, when I read that, I said, God, you know what? You bless me and Lisa, not for our sake, but you bless us for, for Reverend Bassfield's sake. You bless us for Deacon Bassfield's sake. We are blessed because of Bishop Jackson's sake, because of Mother Jackson's sake. By the way, we are blessed because of the sacrifice the 13 founders made on this church. So don't think it was all about you. God bless you for others' sake sometimes. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, the scripture says, nor his seed bade bread. Although Joseph succeeded in everything he did, the enemy tried to discourage Joseph and allow him to be tempted by Mrs. Potiphar. Come on, somebody. A 17-year-old, 18, 19-year-old young man, and here come Mrs. Potiphar, what I say, going through her crisis moment. Yeah, yeah y'all know what I mean. Going through her crisis moment. She, she saw Joseph, and she tried to tempt him, but young people, since it's youth month, let me share something with you. You can have character as a young person. You can remain saved as a young person. I'm a witness. You don't have to listen to the enemies. Now, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to slip sometimes. But uh, the, uh, the song that I, I, I think um, somebody wrote, we fall down, but we, did, we get up. So Joseph did not allow the temptations to interfere with his relationship to God. And then in verses 8 through verse 9 of that 39th chapter, it says, Joseph refused to even look at her. He said, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held nothing back for me except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? But notice what Joseph says. It's not that I'm doing it to you. He said, but it will be a great sin against God. Young people, just remember, when you get ready to do something, don't think about that it's going to harm that person. Say, I'm going to sin against God. So you walk in integrity, you walk in character, and if you fall, you get right back up because God is planning to bless you. I don't know about you, but I thank God that he's planning to bless me. Even in jail, Joseph Prosper, and, 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 and we're going to go on. We, we know about what happens in jail when Joseph is there. The warden puts Joseph in charge of the other prisoners, and he continued to use his gift of interpreting dreams, and he interpreted the dreams of the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and he told the chief cupbearer that he was going to be released in three days and told the baker that he was going to die in three days. And when the cupbearer was released, he asked him, uh, he said, now, please don't forget about me. But look at what chapter 40, verse 23 says. Pharaoh's cheap cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. Let me say something to you. There are going to be people that's going to forget about you. They're going to forget about the things that you're doing. Those of you that are listening virtual and that are looking to us virtual. But just know this. Jesus will never forget about you. He sees you as we says. He hears you. He cares about you. And he loves you. Mother Lord used to say this every Sunday. So reach out and touch him by faith. He's yours just for the asking. And so there came a time when Joseph had to interpret Pharaoh's dream and, and he did that and he shared with Pharaoh that there was going to be a famine and during that time Joseph's family had to come to Egypt and they did not recognize Joseph when they came to Egypt and the purpose of them coming to Egypt was to buy grain during the famine they did not recognize Joseph because he was 20 years older and, 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 and he recognized them but they didn't recognize 
recognize him. So Joseph said something to his brothers. Joseph said in Genesis 45, verse 7 through verse 8, he says, but God sent me on ahead of you. You know what? Joseph brothers thought that they were doing him harm, but God intended this thing to work out. Joseph says, but God sent me on ahead of you. I'm going to share three takeaways for you. And the first takeaway is God always has a plan. God always has a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Let's stop right there. The enemy has plans for disaster for you. Some of your friends don't want to see you succeed, but God says, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for good and not for disaster. They are plans to keep your family alive and then point number two is God's purpose God always has a plan but God always has a purpose also this scripture bless me Proverbs nineteen twenty one says the new living translation you can make many plans but the Lord's purpose will always prevail in other words you can plan all you want to but God has a purpose behind everything situation he takes you through Deacon Chris I, I can't tell you that I will understand when your wife died and left you with young Asher to raise that 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 I understood the plan of God but God had a purpose and look at you now Asher is an honor student at USC you raised her you didn't understand the plan of God but you understand the purpose of God and then look at what Genesis 45 verse 7 through verse 8 Joseph is testifying again Joseph says but God sent me on ahead of you you know it was your plans brother to, uh, to kill me it was your plans to send me to slave but God sent me on ahead of you to keep your families alive and to save you in a wonderful way in other words Joseph was saying to his brother God bless me and I turn around and bless you I don't know about you but we are blessed just to be a blessing so somebody ought to bless your enemy somebody ought to send your enemy a text saying thank you God bless me and now I'm gonna bless you anybody want to bless God God bless you and then point number three God has a plan God has a purpose but then God will always provide to God's provision now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly all above all that we ask I think according to the power that it worketh in us in other words God plan will bless you the scripture says he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we are able to think. I think that God is going to bless me one way. But God said, no, son, I got a better blessing for you. I think that God has a new car. But God said, no, son, you can own the car lot. I think that God is going to bless me with one house, Elder Bill. But God said, no, I'll give you several houses. I don't know about you, but God planned to bless me. Somebody just lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you for blessing me. God planned to bless you. God planned to bless you. And let me share with you how God blessed Joseph as we wrap this summer up, this sermon up. So God, it, there were three points. It was God's plan. It was God's purpose. And then it was God's provision. Let me show you how God blessed Joseph. Chapter 50 verse 22 through verse 23 and this is the familiar scripture we know about Joseph so Joseph said to his brothers you meant it for evil <laughs> but God meant it for good anybody know that some people mean it for evil but God meant it for good Joseph said you meant it for evil but God meant it for good and then this is where God blessed Joseph verse chapter 50 verse 20 through through 23 says so Joseph and his brothers and their families continued to live in Egypt Joseph lived to the age of 110 <laughs> Go back to the scripture for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. <laughs> plan of good and not plan. Plan for a future 
In other words, Joseph lived to see three generations of descendants of his son Ephraim. He lived to see the birth of his uh, Ephraim's children, Manasseh and Micah, and he even claimed one of them as his own son. So in other words, you would think that God has a plan to bless you in your way, but God says, no, I'm going to bless you in my own way. As the praise team come, as we prepare to offer this altar call, God wanted me to let our virtual audience know that God planned to bless you. Even during this pandemic, God planned to bless you. I just shared with Sister Carmen coming up here and she we were talking about school and talking about our doctoral studies and I said Carmen you know what I said in spite of it all during the pandemic I'm studying more now than I've ever studied before probably I wouldn't have been able to do that because I would have probably been busy doing some other things but God allowed me to study even more now. I'm concentrating on the word of God even more. I thank God. I thank God for his plan. I thank God for his purpose. But most of all, I thank him for his provision. Before Sister Janelle and our praise team come with the altar, come. I want to share a personal testimony with you. And I've shared this testimony before and my wife knows that it's very dear to me and it's very dear to her we were married in may of 2002 and because both of us waited a little longer to get married and truth be told lisa broke up with me pentecost sunday a couple of years early so i had to wait but because of that when we got married, we immediately wanted to have children. And we did the right thing. No, I'm, I'm here to tell you, Pastor Lawson, we did the right thing as couples dating. And y'all know I don't have to go into any detail, but God blessed us. And so we were trying to have children and Lisa was going through fertility. We were going to see doctors and I'll never forget, I was in my office at Sunrise Enterprise Public Relations Company, Lisa called me one April and said, are you sitting down? I said, yes, I am. She said, guess what? I said, what? She said, we're pregnant. I was like, wow. God, you answered my prayers. You answered my prayers. And we went a couple of months. And then about the second Thursday of June, our baby died, our baby died. And ironically, it was leading up to a Father's Day weekend. And I remember coming to church and just holding my head down and saying, God, I just can't deal with this. I can't face this. How unfair it is. I said that to God, how unfair it is that we waited. You know, we, we, we did the right thing and yet, you decided to take our child. I shared this with Lisa just this Father's Day. I told her, I said, Father's Day is the roughest time for me. Not only is my natural father not living, but to have to endure and, and see so many others with children and I don't have anything. And she said, but you do. So look at what happened. Look at what happened. Y'all endure for me for one month. I got several Father's Day cards from my nieces, from my nephews, from my mom, Lisa, sisters and brothers. But Elder Jeff, there was one card that I got. And it was from Sister Daryl and Taylor. Y'all don't, don't even know probably who Darylin is. Darylin is one of our members. She's, she's having some difficulties. When we were in service, she is the young lady that comes to the altar all the way from the back. She walks on a cane. And Pastor Lawson, the card said, thank you for being such a wonderful spiritual father. God said to me, Mac, I plan to bless you. It wasn't your plans. 
Jesus, but it was my plans. I remember, and, and he doesn't even know this, we, I, we were somewhere and DJ came to me and he just hugged me. He said, Uncle Mac, thank you. You are such a wonderful father figure to me. Cedric called me and my oldest nephew and said, Uncle, I just want to thank you because you're just like a dad to me. God says, for I know the thoughts, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Sister Chevelle, I got on my knees in my office and I thank God. I say, God, I am never going to complain doing Father's Day again. I said, because I didn't know what your plan was. I didn't know what your purpose was. But I thank you for the provision. So many spiritual children, me and Lisa, are working with right now. So many young ladies and they ask her, they said, I can't talk to my mom, but I can talk to you. God says, that's the plan. But you know what? We have to be willing to accept God's will. We have to be willing to obey his will in order to accept the plan, purpose, and provisions of God. We must be willing to say yes to his will. God, whatever it takes, I say yes. My soul says yes. Sister Janelle and our praise team is going to lead us in that worship song. And right where you are listening virtually... Somebody is going through a rough time right now. All you need to say is, yes, God, I accept your plan. You can call us at the number listed on the screen. We have prayer counselors that's waiting to pray for you. 1-888-776-1238. Or either you can email us. If you want to become a member virtually of this church, all you need to do is just email us at that email address and we can let you become members. Come on, praise team. Take us. Thank you, Janelle. And so Thank you, Jesus. Say yes. Somebody just lift your hands and tell them yes right where you are. Will your spirit Jesus. still say yes? Thank you, Jesus. If I told you what yeah. I really need yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. from you, will your heart and soul yeah. say yes? Thank you, Janelle. Whatever it is that you're going through, you still have to have a yes spirit. the purpose. Lord, I thank you for the provision and I say yes to will. Right wherever you are, if you need prayer, dial 1-888-776-1238. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord.
uh, I just led to say there's somebody that just got some bad news. Somebody just got a bad report from the doctor. Jesus. I just dare you to lift your hands and say, God, I accept your plans because you plan to bless me. To my cousin, Elder Jimmy, when I prepared this message, I thought about you and I said, God, look how you bless Jimmy. He's had to go through some trials. He's had to go through some tribulations. But if you heard his testimony, <laughs> how he's working for the Department of Health and Environmental Control this day as a registered nurse. He didn't understand the plan and he probably questioned the purpose. But God, I thank you for the provision. Yes. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we just come this morning and say, thank you, Lord, because you plan to bless us. We don't always understand your plan, God, but we thank you because we receive the blessings. God, we thank you because our plans are not always your plans, but we thank you anyway. Our purpose is not always your purpose, but we thank you. And God, most of all, you've provided for us, and we thank you for that. Now, God, bless someone. There's someone out there that's seeking salvation. We ask that you just say yes. Let them say yes to your will. Someone out there that's on drugs, God, that wants to give up. They're struggling with alcoholism. God, let them say yes to your will and watch you clean them and wash them white as snow. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. And once again, all of God's scripture said, amen and amen. Once again, if you need prayer, you can dial 1-888-776-1238. 1-888-776-1238. Or either email us at prayerrequest at bwcar.org. Come on, praise team. Take us into that song once again. Pastor Lawson is going to take us into our communion service. just a process. Thank God for Pastor Mac, how he shared the most intimate trials of he and Lisa's life. But through it all, they accepted God's plan for their lives. And I pray this day that the word that went forth has blessed you, has encouraged you, knowing that God has a plan. Now as we prepare ourselves, as we enter into Holy Communion, our praise and worship team will come and give us a selection and allowing you to take this time to gather your sacraments, your bread and your wine as we are about to partake of Holy Communion. me 
chapter beginning at verse 23 I will be reading from the New King James version for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as you often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And so we this day have the opportunity to have, have the opportunity to commune with our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. And on that night he took the bread and said, This is my body, which was broken for you. And he took the cup and said, This is my blood which was shed for you. And as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Let us commune. Gracious God, our Father, we bless you this day and we give you thanks right now, dear God, as we have partaken of your broken body and your shed blood by faith. We've done this in remembrance of you, God, remembering the sacrifices that you made for each and every one of us. And there, God, we pray, God, that the blessing of God would be upon your people, God. Watch over them, touch bodies and heal make ways out of no ways. Provide, dear God. And God, we thank you right now, dear God. We thank you, dear God, for these services on this day, God. Every song that was sung, the word that was preached, God, we pray that lives would have been touched, God, healed, delivered, saved, and set free. And now may the grace of God in the, in the speaking meaning of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth and forever. Let all the people of God say amen. Amen. God bless you.
like to thank everyone for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account, or via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website at bwcar.org.